0: Welcome and thanks for joining us on today's episode of Discussions with Derek and Susan. You can catch us on all major listening platforms and you can watch Derek and Susan live in the studio on YouTube. Now let's hand it over to Derek and Susan.
1: Welcome to our podcast Discussions with Derek and Susan and we hope you've been blessed. If you have uh, please subscribe. You can hit the subscribe button, share it with someone, comment in the comment field, and uh, get the word out so that others can be blessed. We have lots of materials for you here on our different channels, as well as our website at DerekDunn.org. If you're not yet a ministry partner, we'd love... Um, to come into partnership with you. And so that we can do more content like this and be a blessing uh, to the nations, to the body of Christ at, at large, to help people to grow in their relationship with God mm-hmm. and relationship with others. And so this uh, uh, episode, we're going to just do question and answer. And we've kind of been oh, asking exciting. for different <laughs> question and answers. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. And uh, you know, it's kind of crazy when the questions come in and just looking through them. And we're not going to be able to get to all the questions, but um, we hope to do more sessions like this. And um, really hear from you and um, be able to answer those questions and make it um, personal to you and the questions that you have. And so um, the first question we're going to look at here um, was uh, sent to us, and it says this, how do you know when your life is in alignment with God and when it's not? I think this is a question that a lot of people ask, how do I know when I'm in alignment with God, I'm in the will of God, and when I'm not? Pastor Susan, give us your wisdom.
0: (laughs) we always say that you know um when we are in alignment with god when there's anointed alignment uh, there will be evidence right so uh what is the evidence the evidence of righteousness peace and joy mm-hmm. i always say righteousness peace and joy you will feel a uh, you know that you are in right standing with god um don't don't just focus on the outward manifestation although i know that and I be, and I strongly believe, and and I know for oh, sorry. Let me take that back. I am very, very convinced, and this is the word of the Lord that when we come into alignment with Him, uh, we will have fruitfulness. There will be evidence, you know, of uh, fruitfulness and blessing and all that. So it will come. But sometimes you are in alignment with God, but you're going through a season where God is pruning back or where God is uh, needing time to bring you into that place where you will then uh, flourish. But when you are in alignment with God, when you're right where God needs you to be, there is uh, that right standing. There's a sense of that right standing with God. You have uh, peace in your heart. Yeah, and even despite the journey or despite the situation, there's always that joy, that deep sense of, Yes, God is with me, right? But eventually, uh, if if we ride out through some of this season, it is always God will bring us, the Bible says, from faith to faith, glory to glory. We will always see God's um, anointing on our life to do what he needs us to do. And then the manifestation of blessings. Yeah. Right. And I think, you know,
1: when we talk about righteous peace, and joy, it's that internal peace. You know, sometimes you can be in the will of God. You're in alignment with God and all hell's breaking loose. Why? Right. Because you're doing the right thing. You're mm-hmm. breaking through. You're, there's resistance to the purpose of God. And so not looking at that, but ultimately, you know, what you said is true. If, if our life's in order, and I use that word instead of alignment, blessing flows Mm -hmm. and so if we're walking in order we're walking in obedience to god yeah there will be opposition i mean paul look at the opposition he faced there there are many joseph faced opposition in the call of god but what happened there's peace god is with you and you'll come through on the other side you just gotta keep walking but that peace in our heart we don't have peace in our heart that peace that passes understanding knowing that we're at peace with god even though the world is spinning around it's like having that eye in the storm where in the midst of the tornado and all things going great, but we have peace in our heart. We know we're right with God. God gives mm-hmm. his beloved. So we said that's the thing that we hold fast to. But if mm-hmm. there's not that peace, then we need to check. God is something out of order. Is mm-hmm. something out of alignment with you? Yeah. Um, what are the issues that are there? But we come in faith knowing that he's a good father. He's not there to condemn us, but he wants to us to grow in our life and, um, you know, and be accountable to others that can speak into our life. To bring that in. So I hope that um answers that question. How do we know that we're in alignment? Looking at the peace. Are we mm. having peace with God? Righteousness, mm. peace. Is there joy even in the midst of with all hells breaking loose and things going around us? Mm-hmm. That's the internal um, thing that we live out of our heart from.
0: Yeah. That's uh
1: next question. Good? Yeah. All right. Next question. I have a question from someone. Um, we're called to the marketplace. We talked about the marketplace in one of our episodes. Um, But how do we hold our stance and what the Bible says in an environment when we're, uh, you know, dealing um, with such resistance against biblical truth? Um, There's topics and people's perceptions on infidelity, you know, people having one night stands, sleeping around to get ahead. Um, The issues of homosexuality and, you know, not believing in marriage, all of that. How do we deal with people and and keep in mind and keep our belief in the midst of uh, being in those kind of situations? Loaded question there.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, I think we, uh, I mentioned, I think in a few episodes uh, before, that the word of God must be our, uh, uh, must have our absolute obedience meaning that the word of god we must embrace the word of god in totality from beginning to the end and we must not have partial obedience or we accept uh, you know this part of the word and don't accept mm, another part of the good. word the word of god must be our foundation if it's not our foundation there's nothing to uh, there's nothing for us to anchor ourselves and the Bible that says that what the the word of God is given by inspiration. The scriptures are given by inspiration uh, through the Holy Spirit. By the Spirit of God, inspired the men, the very the the, the I think was believe forty authors. Uh, the Holy Spirit anointed them, and they began to write. And God began to orchestrate and put these scriptures together so that we can have something to lay upon, uh, to to follow and lay the foundation foundation of our life. So mm. first and foremost we must embrace the word of god. Yeah. When we don't embrace the word of god then nothing is fluid. There's uh, nothing is solid. Everything is fluid now. It is up to you to decide what is right and what is wrong. And so that's why we are plunged into chaos. Yeah. So we have to come back to what does God say about homosexuality? What yeah. does God say about uh, marriage? What does God say about uh, holiness? You know, walking in sexual purity. Why do we? Why does He say we we should not uh, commit adultery? Why you know? So all these things we must know and we must hold it and and accept it as God's word and God's absolute truth. Mm-hmm-hmm. So then, uh, how do we confront a world that believes otherwise? The thing is this, um, we must always love people, uh, whether they believe the same faith as us or, be, you know, have the same value as us, you know, we love and accept them, but we, um, must not have division. We must have only one vision in alignment with God and that if it's wrong, this is not something we can accept. Right. But we still love the people, but we do not accept the lifestyle. Yeah uh we do not uh we do not condone it we do not tolerate it uh but we can love the the person can we not we can uh but yet the next thing then is to you yourself must live a life of purity if you are single and walk out that victory in your singlehood
1: I see a wind blowing on the nations of the earth, stirring the hearts of men and bringing refreshing. As it continues to blow, it gains momentum and becomes an unstoppable torrent that sets things in order in the earth. The sleeping giant is awakening through the power of the Holy Spirit. A people, the church, activated in the gifts and demonstration of the Spirit. Altars are filled with repentant hearts, longing for a move of God. I see a great awakening has begun.
0: If you are married, then you need to live out God's holy ordinance in your marriage and use God's strength and wisdom to build a strong marriage and that people can see, hey, your marriage is different. You know, there's power in your marriage, there's yeah. blessing in your marriage, and people will be attracted to that. So it's one thing to preach about the word of God. It's quite another to walk it out so that people can see, hey, you are different. This is what I want. Yeah. Let me tell you honestly, everyone, every man and woman is looking for love, is looking for great marriages, and is looking for wisdom, looking for meaning, looking for purpose in life, all of which uh, would not be possible without God and his word.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, as you were saying, um, talking, I was thinking, you know, um, silence is consent. And so sometimes we think in being accepting that we just remain silent. No, I think people need to know where we stand and what our belief is, especially if they ask or they want to know. But we can share that without being condemning. Um, this is my conviction I'm a Christian I build on the, on the Word of God. the Word of God determines our belief and what we how we embrace something or, or our standard. It's mm-hmm. not culture um, culture is always changing it's not public opinion um, that that changes but it's the Word of God and so you know in being in the marketplace and things like that people know I'm a Christian and you know I don't wear it on my sleeve that not everyone knows I'm a pastor and in a ministry yeah. but they know I'm different why because I my conversation, You know, I don't curse. I don't have vulgarity. If there's crude conversations, I usually excuse myself from the conversation or I change the subject. So there's things that we can do like that where we are sending a message on what standard we embrace without Mm -hmm. condemning people. God doesn't condemn people. Sinners sin. We shouldn't be, uh, you know, shocked by their sin. We live in a broken world. People are broken um and and we want to 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 be able to share the love of God with people when they're open but not condemning we're not called to be the holy spirit the holy spirit convicts men of their sin um and and you know if we get in the flesh and do it it becomes con- condemning and God's never called us to do that so i think you know um our our role sometimes we think we want to speak out and we need to be you know the savior jesus is the savior we're not we just need to tell people about him we need to emulate him but we don't compromise and in not compromising that's not condemning and not compromising, um, we, we're putting You're a standard, we're, we're still accepting. Mm, we're um, not
0: accepting the lifestyle, or exactly. the
1: values. Exactly. But. And I'm you know, I, I, you know, not the best example, but you know, if someone struggles with alcohol and they've been set free and they're now walking free and people want to go out for drinks, they're not going to go. They're going to say, no, I'm sorry, I don't drink. No one's going to get offended with them. But yet when it comes to our faith and our belief and our conviction of how we want to live, we think we need to apologize for that. And I think we don't need to be apologetic. Um, if people want to go out and drink, they can, but I don't drink um, and, and you know because it's detrimental to me. And so that's where we, we, as believers, begin to walk in that way. And people will know, and they can accept that. Um, and I think so that's the way uh, we do it. We, we can't change everyone. God will open up doors for us to be a blessing, to help people that want help. Um, but if they're not looking for that, we shouldn't shove it down their throat also. Yeah, I want to
0: jump in quickly and say that, you know, how do we convict the world? We convict the world not by our, our words. Yeah, We convict the world by the way we live, Yeah, by the holiness that exudes out of our lives. Mm-hmm. That is the, the thing that uh, convicts them. So when we convict them with our words and not our life, that's where uh, they feel judged and they come against you. But if you walk holy and you love them and you pray for them, intercede for them, uh, believe uh, the Holy Spirit to infiltrate their heart and uh, move them and open up their eyes. And when they start to connect with you, they start to see the difference, they start to ask questions. That is where you share your faith, Mm. uh, not condemning them, but share your faith on why you uh believe the way you did and why you make uh, make the choice to live the way you did and what happened to you when you make a decision to walk holy mm. I think that is the way God partners with us yep. and, you know
1: And that's how Jesus did it you know yeah. um he went to dinner with them and in that place there was mm. conviction in that place you know his presence began to bring conviction and that's the, the work of the Holy Spirit Uh one more, I think we got time for another question and uh, this is kind of a serious one it said um What do you do if you were abused at a young age? The abuse eventually stopped, but the abuser is still in your life and nothing was ever said or done about it. Done about it. Do you forgive the person within your heart, practice boundaries and move on? Or do you ever need to really face the abuser and confront them?
0: Wow, Uh, that definitely is a tough one. Right. And I think that uh, it is important for us to, on the onside, understand that the abuser can still be uh, can still be in your life. Maybe he's a relative or uh, is someone, you know, that is in your family, but uh, he can still be in your life, but his effects on you must stop. So how do we stop the effects of that abuse and the trauma that it caused you is that you need to make a decision to forgive and release forgiveness so that is on the onset but if this person is in your family and you uh and and you know that even after doing that there is still that uh fear and that still that is still haunts you then um this is what I I would do I would actually have a conversation with that person. Yeah, because uh, if not, you, you need to counter the effect, right? Because you're not addressing it, you, you're not exposing it. Henceforth, there is still that torment in that area of darkness. Mm-hmm. So you need to confront that person and say, you did this to me when I was young and that was not right. Mm-hmm-hmm. You know, um, and I, I want you to know that it is not right. I've made the decision to forgive you. And I made the decision to release judgment and not, uh, you know, hold you accountable. But, uh, you know, I, I want you to know that this is not right and that you do owe me an apology. Mm-mm. Learn to say that, you know, whether you get the apology or not, it's, it doesn't matter. But uh, well, I wouldn't say it doesn't matter, but it's not as important as you releasing that Mm-mm. and uh, making a, a, a stand on that matter and that that person have wronged you and he needs to apologize and he needs to make sure that he repents and doesn't do it anymore. Yeah. Right.
1: And I think, you know, what you said is important. We need to forgive um, because God commanded us to forgive. Um, but that has to do with us and God and releasing judgment, as you mentioned. But in order for us to have relationship, there has to be restitution. Um Forgiveness is, and in order for the restitution, there has to be a person asking and, and admitting they were wrong and, and apologizing. Then there can be some restitution in relationship if it's possible. Sometimes it's not possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that forgiveness and doing that, um, we, we're we not going to be able to have restoration in relationship if if it was never addressed. And right. so I think what you said is, is wisdom in that. It's not always possible. Sometimes we just got to release it to the Lord. But if it mm-hmm. is possible... Um, we can't just pretend and 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 that nothing something happened when it did, and something very tragic like abuse. Right. Um, it needs to be confronted. And give that person a time to repent, and then see from there whether restitution is possible. If not, for their sake, they need to repent too. Mm-hmm. Um, we can move on, and God will release judgments. But God will judge that person if they haven't repented, and so. That's very important for us. We hope you've been blessed. Uh, a lot of questions coming in. We're gonna have more time for uh, questions and answers coming in. We weren't able to address them all in this episode, uh, but uh, we'll have more uh, sessions like this. And so, if you have questions, please submit them. You can write to info at derekdunn.org, and of course, we'll keep you you um, keep it confidential. Go to our website. There's also a contact form there at derekdunn.org/contact. We hope you've been blessed by this episode of Derek uh, and Susan conversations with, uh, sorry, (laughs) discussions with Derek and Susan. And uh, please hit the share button, the like button and spread the word so that more people can be blessed. We'll see you the next episode.